the Dodgers are able to gain a split in D.C. Wrestling uh, home field advantage away from the Nationals. Can they get it done when they come back to the ravine? We're going to talk all about it this week on Dodgers Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Home again, home again. One day I know the Dodgers will be home again. Oh, yeah. And that will be Monday. Thank God. <laughs> 1 p.m. Pacific time. Back in the friendly confines of Chavez Ravine. Can they get it done? It would be a pity to have to go back to D.C. Alongside Hunter Marks, I'm Mike Colling. This is another edition of Dodgers Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us, Dodger fans. This is our weekly Ruddleless discussion on all things Dodgers. If you want to get into said discussion and maybe steer it in a little different direction, you could hit Hunter up on his... Hit me up on Twitter, yeah. Hunter underscore Marks. Tweet me. Yeah. Or on Instagram at the Huntsman. There you go. You can also uh, go to YouTube uh, slash AfterBuzz TV and get into the uh, live chat room on there. We uh, keep tabs on that and just let us know if there's something you want us to talk about or have a question or, uh, you know, if we mess up, you can say, hey, you messed up and this is where you messed up. (laughs) Fact check us. We don't mind. That's it. Do it, do it. You may, uh, oh, I don't want to start off on such a somber, somber note, but we're missing one of our compatriots here, Mr. Joshua Gershon. Uh, in another act of the senseless gun violence that's gone on in our fair city, one's hitting close to home here with the Dodgers Rap 360 family. Uh, those two uh, Palm Springs police officers that lost their lives uh, Saturday, uh, one of those, Mr. Jose Gilbert Vega, was uh, Josh's wife's uncle. And so that's why he's not with us tonight. And uh, so we're just, uh, our thoughts are with him and the other young lady who lost her life, Leslie Zerebi, who uh, has a four-month-old baby girl. So we're thinking about you guys. You're in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, rest in peace, Gil. Oh, man. Go Dodgers. (laughs) But uh, we must move on. Uh, Stop shooting people, please. You know, spread love, not bullets. Um, So... The Dodgers, I mean, they were able to gain the split. It's almost a little bit bittersweet because they were able to get game one. So anytime you get game one in a five-game series, it's like, oh, you get greedy and you're like, let's get two, let's get two. Uh, Game one was billed as, uh, you know, incredible pitching matchup in uh, Clayton Kershaw versus Max Scherzer. And oddly enough, that was only the second time those guys have gone head-to-head. Interesting. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So... You know, Kershaw wasn't as sharp as we've seen Kershaw, uh, but he was able to get, you know, through five innings and get the win. And, you know, I know he doesn't have the best postseason track record, but I guess it was good to get a W to get off the schneid a little bit. Yeah, Clayton is now three, has a career three and six record in the playoffs, which is not what we come to expect from a three time perennial Cy Young winner. Not his best outing. But the Dodgers, as a team, were able to scrape a win with this, which is a huge, huge plus in the, in the win column for that, obviously. Um, 
not one of his best games, but at the same time, the bullpen stepped up. And there were some really good managerial uh, decisions from Dave Roberts, which for Dodger fans, come playoff times in previous years, I've seen from Don Manley, you know, he's kind of gone one direction. I have to say, uh, Dave Roberts leaving Kenley Kenley Jensen, the Dodger closer, in to hit with the bases loaded, was for me the play of the game. Mm, Okay. Going with that, yeah, Kenley ended up pitching an inning in two-thirds, I want to say. Um, yep. The bullpen was definitely stretched a little bit, but that ended up being so key for us as Kenley came in and just shut the team down, which was huge for us. So Yeah, that's odd because that was one I was kind of disagreeing with. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on that as you were watching? Well, I mean, the bases are loaded. It's like you're down to one out. It's like I think it's more important to get somebody up there that maybe can get a single and get two more runs in that situation rather than letting you know Kenley hit. Although I know he's a former catcher. You know, uh, back in the day with uh, the Netherlands and mm-hmm. stuff in the World Baseball Classic <laughs> and what have you. But, you know, I, I mean, I think, uh, but thank God Doc is uh, the manager of the yeah, Dodgers right. and not Mike Conley uh, because, you know, I probably would have pinched hit someone in that instance. I, I understand that, that reasoning rationale. At the same time, though, we had gone through Avalon, we had gone through Ross Stripling, and, you know, that's just game one. You still have. A whole series to think of and was it a gamble and is game one important yes and yes but at the same time i kind of like seeing those gambles a little bit and because i've seen the other side of that from two years ago when Don manley pulled adrian gonzalez in the sixth inning when he was batting which is a terrible decision to, even though that was in the past dodger fans don't forget <laughs> so it was kind of nice to see a little, little change of pace change of strategy there and you know what we got the win so Donnie Baseball is probably off golfing. He didn't think he was going to get raked over the coals still. <laughs> but here he was is. watching somewhere. <laughs> it's Dodgers Rap 360. We've got to do it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a, lay, a little bit of a microcosm of the Dodgers season and kind of how they've been winning this year with uh, kind of like just getting trying getting five innings out of those starters, their starters, and then having the bullpen coming in and being lights out. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, in your same frame of mind of like looking forward to the to the rest of the series. This is only game one. And that's why I was kind of in the in the frame of mind that, oh, wow, if we use Kenley for a five out save right off the bat, you know, I think he's only done it one other time this season. It's like, man, are we are we spreading ourselves out thin uh, for the rest of the series? So, um you know, I mean, it's in a situation like that where I'm glad they brought him in to get out of that high leverage situation in the eighth. But then, like, if they could have pinch hit for him and maybe scratch across another run, then maybe you can piece it together in the ninth with, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say J.P. Howell, but he's not on the active roster. They left him off the roster for the playoff run. He's in there. He's with the team, though. He's traveling with the team. Uh, support. For a little support, as yeah. is, uh, I believe, Rob Seganen. Yes. Which is, I was a little shocked. He's one of our better hitters versus lefties, and... Gonna hit a, hit a, uh, go against a lefty here in Game Three and Mr. Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a tough matchup. Not to jump too ahead, but right. the Dodgers have not fared well against Gio Gonzalez in the past. I got some stats for you here to, oh to give you a little like idea of what's going on. I love it. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is two for seventeen against him. Yasiel Puig is one for eleven. Justin Turner is two for nineteen. Not the best numbers, and like they, when you look at the bat numbers, like they faced him, they've been seeing him quite a bit, yeah. so there's that familiarity with him. And as you know, the Dodger woes is their kryptonite is left-handed pitching. It's true. With that said, Gio Gonzalez is zero and two in his last two starts with like a sub four or had four points on the ERA, so he yeah. can be got, he can be hit, and he is playing in he is away in Dodger Stadium territory. So hopefully, hopefully, with the guys coming back, getting out of Washington, we can really. 
turn turn those bats around. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, one bat that didn't really take long to put his imprint on this series <laughs> is given the Rookie of the Year award already, Corey Seager. Yes, who, I believe on the sixth pitch of Game One, he sent a deep. Yeah, two playoff games, two career playoff games, two career home runs. Right, <laughs> and one of those home runs was on a three zero count. Yeah, <laughs> both both first inning home runs. Both first inning home runs. He set the tone for the team. Wish kind of we tacked on a few more runs after that. Well, we did in the games, but it was a little uh, the, the, the lack of clutch hitting with the, with Corey uh, being the exception has kind of been a concern these last two games. Well, I mean, a lot know, of runners left in scoring position. That's true. Uh, more so in uh, in in game today's the game, game. To, yeah to, on second Sunday's inning game. bases loaded two outs chase Hartley ground out yeah. third inning bases loaded two outs yes yes uh, Grandal ground out fifth inning bases loaded two outs Cali Hendrick actually had nice little nice little hit but Jason Worth made a nice play on the ball fine that's nine runners right there stranded <laughs> yeah can't do that can't let that happen it was not good. The Dodgers were one for nine with runners in scoring position today, leaving 12 on base. So that isn't exactly winning baseball. Um, Rich Hill today, it was uh, on Sunday, it was kind of interesting. Like, he's usually a really subdued guy, but he was kind of fired up there in the first game. Yeah, gave up that big home run to uh, Jose Libertone, hung a curveball, he took him deep, and, um, you know, Dodgers were up 2 0 at that point and then quickly became 3 2. And, he, yeah, he was getting a little emotional in the dugout. Don't mind that, you know, even from guys who are like, I don't mind when guys showing emotion. This is playoff baseball. You know, like every pitch, not that every pitch doesn't matter, but every pitch is heightened. Every pitch is examined. It's crucial. So hopefully uh, he can move on from that. But not his best outing. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But a lot of, like, what you kind of profess uh, to your team is like, hey, it's still, still a baseball sure. game. It's like kind of keep things consistent, you know. He's been consistently a guy, like I said, that's been kind of relatively subdued. So I thought it was a little out of his character to kind of be really fired up, uh, especially in that first thing. He was, like, pumping fists and stuff. And, like, I was just like, well, oh, all right. I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. You know, I, I don't, he's a Massachusetts native, as I am myself, so uh, I want to see him do well. And he, he was kind of cruising along there. After three innings, he had seven strikeouts, which uh, tied a postseason record for seven strikeouts through three innings. So, uh, four, four and one innings pitch, six hits, four runs, seven Ks, two balls. So, you know, they were hitting him, but he was getting guys out too. He was making the bats miss. So Yeah, well, it's... it's uh, it, like you say, the big shot there was that Lobatone shot in the fourth, and so they were able to push across three runs on only one hit. You know, he walked a batter and then hit a batter, and then he get, he like hangs that breaking ball mm-hmm. to uh, to Lobatone, and he takes it deep. It's like kind of made uh, Tom Verducci of TBS uh, kind of eat his words a little bit because he was <laughs> kind of like chirping early in the game that the other kid should be catching, and he was like. Oh, well, you know, especially the way Severino uh, swung the bat in game one. He should really be in there. He's he's caught him. Uh, uh, who pitched for them? Oh, Tanner Rook. He's yeah. caught Tanner Rook twice, and Lobatone's only caught him three times. So it's not like the familiarity is too much different all this stuff. I was like, and he, he didn't own up to it. Like, once Lobatone went deep, he didn't say, oh, you got oh by it. the way, I'm uh, washing down my foot right now. He Eating some not. crow for dinner. Right? Right? But... Uh, yeah, I mean the the bats were a little less, um, I guess, grossly ineffective in the uh, in the game one win. 
you know, the Nats went one for ten with runners in scoring position as well. So it's not like they were exactly like making it making it rain. Yeah, in game one, yeah, yeah. They, they, it was they were kind of at fault in that one uh, with the with the nine left on base. Uh, the Dodgers now went one for five, leaving six on base, but. A uh, couple yeah. of hits for Yasmani in that one. A couple of hits for Turney and, uh, Turner, JT, including a big fly two-run yep. bomb. So that was good to see. It's just this, leaving these runners in scoring position, especially with the bases loaded. Like the Dodgers had a, a season, be- or they're third in the Major League Baseball with three nineteen batting average with base- runners bases loaded. And to see them leave those runners, in, it was so out of, out of character for them. And these are the opportunities, obviously, you have to capitalize on. You have to. It's true. So. This is the playoffs, after all. Yes, you know you got to rise to the occasion, and I'm I'm glad to see that you know, and maybe that a little bit of postseason action he got last year, Corey Seager, kind of got maybe any type of rookie jitters he, he could get out of the way last year, and uh, you know, he's cool hand Luke. This oh guy, oh my god, he's so <laughs> cool. He's so cool. He's 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 Cal Ripken, uh, you know, 2.0. I mean, a big guy that can play short and. Rake it, Rake just it. a little bit of everything. <laughs> you know the uh, the moments never too big for him. He's impressive. He is impressive. What do you think is up with Kershaw in the playoffs? I've I've thought a lot about this. Too much, too much to be honest. But I then maybe I should pose that question to you. Yeah, maybe. I think no. maybe I was asking. It was more of a rhetorical question back to me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. i so I thought a lot about this. Had a few discussions with friends, and I'm going to do a little cross board analogy here. Oh, I know. Yes, yes. You know, I love my crossbow analogies me, here, me, and uh, <laughs> more than more than not, you shut me down. But that's okay. Bear with me on this one. Before Peyton Manning won his first ring with the Colts, he oh, kind of reminds me of this, where he's one of the claims one of the best. I think it's fair to say one of the best regular season pitchers. But come playoff time, it's a whole other story. Because how old was Peyton when he won his first ring? He was like almost like gotta be in his thirties or late twenties. And I know Clayton's a little bit younger right now, and like. So the age thing isn't quite the best comparison, but just like these guys are so good during the regular season and come playoff time, and yes, it's a team sport, of course. Right. Come playoff time, you know, they're the generals out there, and it's just not, it's not coming together yet. Yeah. I mean, that three and six career postseason record, like that six is glaring. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you can see you, it. You, you know, can see you it. Know a what, bit. You know what question I'm going to ask Uh-oh. you in this cross sport analogy? <laughs> who, who is the Tom Brady in this? Scenario? That's why I didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. why is that, I said Peyton. Is that, is that, I was not going to go with that. Would that be Madison Bumgarner? Because you know? <laughs> it could be. Because he just happened to uh, squeak in the old playoffs. I mean, how about that wild card? Oh my, oh my god! I mean, oh I, I was looking at the, like, the stats before that, and on road games in playoff history, he had a zero point six. Six zero ERA in playoff. <laughs> sorry, Zach. <laughs> sorry, Zach. I'm talking about this, but uh, but shout out to Zach, our producer. <laughs> yeah, right. Zero point six zero ERA in row games, like the best of all time for you know at least a minimum of 25 innings pitch, I think. And uh, he went ahead and he pitched nine shutout innings. Yeah, he, he improved upon that. That was a lot. great game. Like both it pitchers, was a great game. And you know, as the playoffs go, like a name you've never heard of was the big stick, you know, Connor Gillespie. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Do you like the uh, wild card, or do you not like it? Do you like the way it's set up? Do you want to go back to the old way it was? Do you want to go away from the wild card entirely? No, I don't think you should go away from the wild card. I, I think it's you know, it's it's fine. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. I think. I think you see teams in like the Indians and like the like the Giants are kind of like just giving these teams like God. I, I hate the Giants. It's a Dodger show. I can say that, but <laughs> but at the same time, being a baseball fan, like I, it doesn't bother me. Like, what was the old way? Remind me. What was the? Uh, well, the Indians won the division. But All right, sorry. Yeah, the, the old way was like um, there was only one wild card, and so the so right away they went into it where the division leader with the best record played the wild card. And then the two others squared off. Mm. So, you know, I kind of thought it from an instance of um, where I like it the way they do it now because it makes winning the division actually mean something again. Mm -hmm. Because you win the division, you're into a series already. And then if you only get the wild card, you have to kind of play in to get into that series. But Joshua brought up a good point last week about it's almost an advantage to get into that wild card game because... You get to, you know, shake off that, you know, po- playoff first game, you right. know, and, you know, face live pitching and already kind of get the momentum of that one game. And, you know, you look in the American League and that really has kind of worked for Toronto. You know, they were able to kind of close the season, taking two out of three, unfortunately. For what a way they ended it. Arizona. And like, yeah. And so they've they've taken Texas out three straight, you know, so now. <laughs> They're already in the ALC. I feel for the Rangers because I went through that with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> with the Dodgers playing the Cardinals. So uh, I definitely feel for those fans out there. All right. <laughs> Just a little bit. There you go. But yeah, I do. I like the way the wild card is now. I think it's fine. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, like I said, I, I mean, I, I like it because the division means something. Mm-hmm. But then after what Josh said last week, it's kind of got me sick and guessing <laughs> it. Where it's like, but it seems like obviously it's terrible for the loser yeah they're out of it but it's good for the winner in the way that josh said as far as like uh you know getting that first game under your belt and kind of going in with a little momentum uh speaking about momentum do you think the uh dodges maybe lost a little bit with the rain out on saturday and you know would they have been better equipped you know playing that game saturday and having the yeah, off day I, today like it was scheduled yes i think if the schedule as is had remained you know but weather conditions being what they were so now the team has to fly back tonight to play tomorrow um you know this is you know, baseball's both, a grind these both guys, teams got to do that both teams got to do it it's a long 162 game season both teams are used to doing this um yeah i mean you know i think any late late game adjustment to like what your schedule is you know is troubling but at the same time like you, you adjust and move on it is what it is the rain it got rained out that's what happened and right moving forward there you go um so those hated giants are down 2-0 to the cubs at this point so yay <laughs> that's good so far um so the the schedule for the Dodgers moving forward, they'll go tomorrow at one PM Pacific time. Kenta. Kenta time. Kenta Maeda and uh like we said they'll uh come with their lefty Gio Gonzalez. And then um so then game four will be on Tuesday and then game five, if necessary, will be on Thursday. So it's really key to close it out. Close us out in the ravine. We do not want to go back to Washington. That would be nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they worked hard enough to get that split, so they have set themselves up to succeed and, you know, have... And they, due to the fact Kershaw, you know, only went those five innings and, you know, was under 100 pitches, he can come back. He like, can come back. And, you know, we've four. seen him come back from bad games in the playoffs to have good games. Like last year, he got a win against the Mets. Oh, the Mets. Speaking of the Mets real quick. Daniel Murphy, who's now a Washington National, still I'm, having night, I'm having nightmares from last season when all he did was hit home runs against us. And what does he do for today? Three for three. Right. Key hits everywhere. Ah. 
he's tough. He's tough. He's a tough out, that guy. I mean, that's why, you know, he, I don't know if he won the batting title or he just lost it by he was two close. points. Uh, he was I close. He, I was, that's kind of odd the way that went down. I mean, the D.L. LeMayu or DJ LeMayu uh, for the Rockies, his manager sat him the last few days to preserve, <laughs> you know, what, what's your feelings on that? I mean, is that kind of a wimpy way to limp into the NL batting crown or? <sighs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> kind of is. I mean, it's like, you know, um, none of these guys. And then, then they brought up uh, Turner, who was, uh, excuse me, not Turner, who, Murphy. Uh, he actually pinch hit in the game. Because he could, if he got one hit, he could have went back and, you know, oh even though God. he was hurt. And he had like a line drive out or something like that. So it's odd. I mean, neither of these guys are going to be confused with Ted Williams. Who who went know, for, had a end of the season betting 406 in the last game of the year, right? Well, <laughs> so. he went into that last game of the year hitting uh, 3.3996. It would have rounded up to 400, right? It would have rounded up yeah. to 400. Skipper asked him if he wanted to sit. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> And sure enough, he went out there and went six for eight in the double. This is up. not the this is not the era of baseball that we live in. Yeah. I love those like hard nosed, like tough guys who mm. like who are gamers, and you know, you know, they're sprinkled in baseball now. But now, like, you cater to the players so much. You watch their innings pitch. You watch everything. Like, yeah. When's the last time you saw a major league pitcher go have thirty get thirty wins? Yeah. Like this doesn't happen often. Denny McLean or something seventy <laughs> seven. Has it been that long? I think so. Um... On the flip side, somebody though, can I tell get us it, so. on the on the on the YouTube chat room if you guys want to tell us who's the last guy to win thirty games. We'll take it. Um, yeah, I mean, neither of those guys, Daniel Murphy or Lemayo, are going to be confused with uh, <laughs> the best hitter of all time. Daniel yeah, right. Williams, so. uh, but, I will even acknowledge you on that that he is actually, the, in my opinion, the greatest hitter. Now, the greatest hitter I have ever seen. Is though, there any is other that, opinion that matters? <laughs> the greatest hitter I've ever seen, though, is Albert Pujols. Oof. Okay. That I have seen with your eyes. Yes. Okay. So, well, should get out and see more of David Ortiz. Uh, 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 this is a Dodger show, Mike. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Sorry, I, I switched hats. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. Um, Good to have you here, man. <laughs> oh boy. So, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of picking up where he left off. Old Daniel Murphy. He's just coming back, and uh, you know, three for three today. And how, how did he do in the first game? Uh, he had a hit in that game too, one for three too. But he did leave three runners on in that one. So okay. maybe, just maybe. The thing that um, you know, I, we've spoken about it on this show before. Why I kind of have uh, hope that this is the year that Kirsch kind of turns the corner on that is the fact that he had off those ten weeks. Yeah, you know. So now he's like kind of like almost in mid-season form, and and like. I was kind of shocked at the way that even after only after coming back, it seemed like in his second and third start, he was back to the old Kirsch. But, I mean, really, if this was the start of the season and that was spring training, it really takes guys, you know, eight to ten starts sure. to really kind of get in the way they're feeling. And he's really just kind of, I think yesterday's was maybe his seventh start since he came back. So he should be that. hitting that. So that's, that's what is hopeful. Yeah. And, and like, so, and you know, even though he didn't have his best stuff the other day in true ACE fashion, you know, he battled, you know, and he, he just ended up getting through it. And, uh, you know, I mean, 
He still had seven Ks. Yeah, seven Ks, you know, only one walk. and Did give up eight hits. He did, and only gave up three runs of five inning. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys that would would love that. Yeah, that's a pretty good stat line for most pitchers, not named Clayton Kershaw. That's true. And, uh, you know, really the strength of this this team uh, for a lot of the year has been this bullpen. And, and, you know, game one was no different, you know, with them going uh, four innings and not allowing a run. So, Luis Avalon stepping up. Even Baez stepping up, because yeah. I, I do shudder a little bit when he comes in. But, uh, again, I still say that play of the game for me was leaving Kenley in, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, they, they, the the Washington was kind of the clutch team today with the runners on base. They were yeah. four for eight with runners in scoring position. And, uh, like we said, the, the Dodgers weren't very effective in that, in that regard today. And their bullpen looked very good today. And, uh, you know, even the... Even the uh, even the Dodgers pen was pretty good today. So, uh, you know, hopefully that continues and we can just get a starter to give us give us a little bit of length. Because uh, after, you know, the rain out, you know, now we got have to come back on a trip and have back-to-back games. So it's like, hmm, you know, somebody's got to give us a little bit of length. Hopefully that's Kenta. You know, he's had enough rest. Yeah, I'm excited to see him pitch. And, like, you know, he, he I don't, I'm not exactly sure of all his, his numbers in, in, in the ravine this year, but... He's pitching pretty well, and for him to pitch first playoff game, I'm sure he's excited. I'm excited to see him. I'll be there tomorrow to watch him in nice. person. Yes, going to the game. Very cool. And um, I, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm wondering if Puig's going to start tomorrow. Definitely, definitely, because we've only seen he played today. He had two walks. He, I think, he won at bat that first game. He, um, we need to get him in the lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the Dodgers are searching far and wide for anybody that can hit left-handed pitching. Adrian's not been hitting. Uh, Jock certainly hasn't been hitting left-handed pitching. Like, Yeah, so we, one of our best guys in that regard is Puig. So not only is he going to stop, but I'd like to see him maybe move up a little bit in the order. Uh, you know, today, uh, um, he didn't start today, but he came in pinch hit, yeah, right? Yeah, he's such an energy guy, and I guarantee you the stadium tomorrow is going to be on fire. Oh, yeah. Just keyed it up for Alicia Keys there. <laughs> nice. I, I've, heard you, I've heard you do that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. There it is. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and he thrives. He he's such a high-energy guy, as we know, and as we come to love with his passion. And tomorrow the stadium's going to be crazy. And like I think he's really going to rise to the occasion on this. Yeah, you'll see him in right field probably tomorrow. And, uh, you know, like to see him... Um, you know, like in the top five in the order, at least. Uh, like to see him up there, maybe hitting in the five hole. Um, Did you hear about those uh, those uh, games that uh, Dusty Baker and uh, they had like a little Twitter? I wouldn't say feud, but Dusty Baker before game one, he was like, God, I hope the umpires really call this box on uh, Clayton Kershaw. He wrote it on Twitter and then Dave Roberts responded by like naming all the national starters. Like, I hope they call him for them too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. Nice. Social media wars. <laughs> That's it. This is 2016 after all. You know, Doc's pretty savvy with all that stuff. More, more savvy than myself, but... Tweet Hunter if you guys have any uh, Mike will answer on my Twitter account. We've got to get him involved. That's it. That's it. He'll, he'll relay anything. So if you got to give me a tongue lash and do it through him, you know. Uh, so Kershaw coming back, and uh, do you think – I mean, has, Doc, I think, has already said that he's going to go with a three-man rotation, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of already know he's coming that, back. that it's going to be Kershaw. He has to. He has to. I mean, playoff woes aside, he's arguably, you know, the great, the best pitcher in baseball right now. 
arguably, and then I could see the argument for the other side too. But uh, one being Madison Bumgarner. But um, you have to, you have to pitch him. Yeah, you have to, and he's hungry. Like he's not happy with that game. Yeah. Well, so. I think I think I said that he. Uh... Pitched under 100 pitches, he actually pitched 101. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. I think he barely went over the century mark there. But hey, you fact know, check yourself there. That's <laughs> it. He he had the uh, he did have that 10, 10 week break, you know. So he'll he'll recharge himself. Okay, yeah, know? he will. You know, and uh, what I'm excited about is the fact that he didn't have his best stuff. There isn't very often where Kershaw doesn't have his best stuff in back to back starts. So. He's going to be going. Hopefully, they get a good uh, outing from Kenta, and that could be a closeout game uh, going uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, the key to this game is getting to Geo early, because he's had two uh, two bad starts in his, la- his last two games. The key for this, and because he's kind of like has a history, of, a, a good history against Dodger hitters, like we we need to get him. We need to hit him early and often. Yeah, like if he gets the that fourth or fifth inning, sixth inning, it's going to be a long night for the Dodgers. Yeah, well, I think that um, the 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 Nationals bullpen doesn't really scare me that much. So, I mean, Melanson's a pretty good closer, but like, other than that, like, I think if you can get into that sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, even if you get the uh, the starter out of the game, you know, I I think they can hit that guy, and they they use their their man Solis. Uh, he he's been pretty effective for them. He had to pitch two innings in game one. Uh, but you know, I think they got a lot of guys that can be hit in that bullpen, and, and he you, they worked him uh, for an out again today, so uh, on Sunday. But Ripchinski's he's a tough lefty. Uh, obviously, you know, lefties are tough on the Dodgers, so they're probably going to definitely see him at some point. Uh, Is Reddick going to be starting, or they're going to? Because you know, one of the reasons we got him was his ability to hit left-handed pitching, and he had you know he had a slow start out the gate with the Dodgers, very slow start. He did, but he since has turned it on, beginning with September when he was crushing the ball. Yeah, I, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Reddick's going to be in there, maybe they have Puig play left in that scenario. What does that do for Howie then? I mean, Howie's probably in a pinch hitting role. Yep. You know, it, which which is by a, the way is a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a great role for him, and he's like kind he's of a career. He's a career 290 hitter. He's a little sneaky with that. And the, the Nationals <laughs> have, like, not uh, hidden the fact that they're going to run on Howie every time, <laughs> you know? I mean, he's a second baseman masquerading as a left fielder right, right. now. So. Yeah, they've been running on him every time. And he was able to throw out uh, the one guy, I think it was uh, Turner trying to tag up. Was that today's game? Was that game one where he, he ran in and it was a shallow fly, but he had to kind of like make a basket catch? Right. And he was able to throw him out. That was, that was nice from Howie. But then he also didn't didn't get uh, somebody else on that. And oh, I forget if it was a Howie throw, and I think it was today, uh, Grandal made a great pick on a play at the plate. I think maybe that's the one we're talking about. And it was just incredible like short hop and he was just like a first baseman and like that's hot enough enough to do with a first baseman's mitt on a catcher's mitt it's impossible you know what i'm gonna say to this right what? top five defensive catcher <laughs> well, you know what know. i'm gonna say I to mean, that i'm telling you let's look at his defensive run let's, please. let's do you know let's <laughs> let's look at his frame rate you know 100 <laughs> percent you, you know uh where is his back on though? Gonzo, Jock, Yasmani, Chase. 
I mean, he's money. He's got a couple hits in this. Yeah, he got a couple hits. Gonzo has one hit. He had a hit today, one for five. Need to get Gonzo going. Uh, Gotta get Jock going. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, he looked pretty good towards the end of the season. He's got like you know one hit and five at bats. But right now, it's kind of been uh, well. Sega's hits are only two hits of the two homers, right? You know, but they bring uh, in runs. So. That's true. <laughs> uh, so like JT and Corey are really having some good at bats and doing. Yeah, well. Yeah, JT has been really. He's been working counts, hitting the ball hard. So mm-hmm. like what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, I mean that guy's just been pretty much locked in since the calendar hit July. Uh, and you know that, that tip of your cap to Doc on that one for sticking, sticking with, with JT, him. absolutely. You know because he was pretty horrendous <laughs> in that uh, that first uh, two months of the season. So is Howie Kendrick. You know, yeah, and thankfully that was the case because Howie was a potential you know substitution for him at third base. You know, because <laughs> Howie has showed that you know not only is a second baseman but he's kind of taken on and really embraced that that versatility role. Uh, showing that he can play a little left field, play some third base and then second base. And, you know, especially in playoff time, that versatility is sorely needed. Oh, yeah. That's why a guy like Charlie Culberson, you know, is on the uh, uh, the, uh, the NLDS roster at this point, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Andrew Tolls, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing him in the lineup tomorrow. If we have any chance on running on people, like, stealing bases, like, we need, to, we need to see. We need him on we need him playing. Yeah. You know, it's it's really boggles my mind that, and you know, maybe it was his decision, but I look across at the Nationals, uh, you know, first base coaching box, and I see longtime Dodger <laughs> and like uh, one of the best base deals of all time, Davy Lopes, and, and you know, he's the guy's one of the best first base coaches in the league, and we just let him go, and it's not like he went with Donnie Baseball down in Florida. You know, he went with his old teammate, his old teammate <laughs> Dusty over there. So, I mean, maybe Dusty was going to poach him when he once he got that job, regardless. But man, we'll never know what happened there. Have. We'll never know what happened there. But uh, yeah, like you said, he was a long time Dodger, Dodger, and Dodger for his base coach. So That's you true. know, That's true. And I'm sure he's the the base dealer whisperer. So <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you think? I mean, going against the lefty tomorrow, uh, Kenta really didn't look sharp in his two uh, his last two starts of the regular season. Is he going to turn things around? I do. Is it tomorrow going to be a a day for the bats? Is it going to be a pitching uh, pitching duel? Or what, what do you expect to see? Well, I'd like to see both. <laughs> Who wouldn't? But um, I I actually think I actually think the Dodgers are going to hit. I just think. When you when you come back home and like you know you had you had two hard fought games on the road and like you're back in front of in your stadium with your fans in the playoffs, you know maybe maybe I'm just a happy go lucky guy, but I, I I really believe in feeding off energy and I I think I think the team is gonna I think you're gonna see a really great win tomorrow. Yeah, I mean you know you, they they gotta have a good feeling about it. Like they, you you went out there to. Uh, try and get a split, and that's exactly what they did. Now yeah. they have the yeah. opportunity; the the their destiny is in their hands, uh, so to speak, that they can actually get what they want to do, and that's not make another cross country trip uh, by getting these two in the ravine. Uh, Andre Ethia making making the old NLDS roster. Were you shocked by that at all? No, and I, we had discussions about this before. I think it's purely for that left handed bat. Maybe he could be well. 
I don't know his, his career versus lefties, but you know, just in looking up and down the Dodgers lineup, and we've followed him all year of how uh, much futility there has been uh, against left-handers. It's like almost like just throw anybody in there. That's that might see. Hey guys, this is now the time for guys who want to play to step up because they their their kryptonite is left-handed pitching. So. You know, it's like an open competition. Who wants it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Yeah, yeah, let me see if I got it right here. If I can get a splits. Uh, Do we think this is his last season as a Dodger? I think it might be. I think it might be. I think it might be. Yeah. For for a couple seasons there, he was arguably the Dodgers' like most clutch hitter. He was. He was something. And, you know, there's always guys change teams all the time. There's just something to be said. How, how many years has he been in the majors? 11 years? 10, 11 years? All with the Dodgers, you know? Yeah. You don't see that too often. He's probably not going to be in there. <laughs> He's probably going to be in pinch hit and roll like we thought. He had 200 versus You know it would be the greatest year. thing ever if he had, like, a Kirk Gibson-like playoff run where he just ended it on that. Wow. <laughs> just crazy. throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. I know mm-hmm. lightning doesn't strike twice, usually. But <laughs> it's not, he's not... Uh... He's not he's not gimpy as Gibby was, I'll tell you that. You know, but, I've watched the replay of that so many times this year, just like oh, yeah. to remind myself to get pumped up and stop the coming around first base. Yeah. <laughs> to, oh man. In a year that has been so improbable the, the impossible. impossible has happened. Oh, Vin, you're the best. Come back. <laughs> All right, come, come back. Come back, Vin. You're 88 years young. I got baby. my Vin shirt on. You got a... Oh, man. Uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, skedaddle? Just uh, good luck to the Dodgers tomorrow. I'll be there in attendance. Let's let's play hard. Let's get a good win going. Let's 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 go after Gio. You know, yeah. let's go after him. He's been he's been struggling lately. Let's capitalize on that. That's it. Cheer hard. Bring us yeah. home the W, will you? And I want to see a lot of fans. They're gonna. It's obviously gonna be packed. But like, let's bring the energy, guys. Let's bring it. It's gonna. If be you're advanced. watching from your home, you're watching in a bar, wherever. Like energy is palpable. Let's spread the love. That's it. I love to hear that. <laughs> that was always always good advice. Spread the love. Uh, and spread the base hits around. <laughs> yeah. uh, for Hunter Marks, I'm Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Dodgers Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, on guys. This gang. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Roll the music. Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Rest in peace, go. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.